what is the weirdest situation you can imagine using it in? Because <laughs> they showed a uh, a clip of someone using it on the airplane. And my first thought was, that's silly. I want to do it. From Press Red, welcome to Functions. Uh, my name is Matt Blackman. I am joined by Eli Chure. Hello, hey, Eli. How you doing? How you doing? Hello. Hello. Oh, it's an exciting time now, isn't it? Very exciting. Oh, yeah, and no. It's like you get excited for something that you know is not in your future. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I think we should put off the Apple thing for a couple minutes, but I do want to just say I I it was the most exciting event I've watched in a while Brilliant. because usually I watch these things being very bored, as you know from the video I did. Yeah, but it was exciting. Yeah, a new product. Yeah, you could tell. Well, we'll get into it later, but you could tell they had something big because they raced through things that were normally that take yeah. lots of time. Um, I want to talk about uh, how successful this month was me, for me. Okay. Because I showed you a YouTube video and you said it was quite a nice video. I loved it. Yeah, I was into it. I uploaded a, a video before that that is be- uh, became my most successful video in under two days. Okay. And it got, uh, it's now almost at 900 views. Wow. So I'm very happy with where that went. I put so much time and effort. that The the script took uh, two months. The uh, video took another two months. So what what happened? How come, what do you think was that factor? I don't know. I've been looking over the analytics multiple times and I haven't been able to find out why it's better. It's crazy. I used the exact same system for the next video uploaded, which was a game review video, entirely different. I wanted to see how that would affect it because I'd already scheduled those videos and that killed it. Right. But the Apple one, I did identical to that video and it not it didn't get anywhere near as many views, but I am very happy. My channel hit um, 1.2K views wow. over this month. The, the month just went. So people explore afterwards then, clearly. Yeah. So it, it went very well. Yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, and I think um, 11K people had it imp- uh, uh, advertised to them on YouTube. That's amazing. That is amazing. But what's, it's amazing, but concerning that you can't get that kind of nuance of how it reached people or. Yeah. That's brilliant nonetheless. I, I, I'm going to keep looking at that. And I, I was so happy today that happened because yeah. it means I'm finally doing something that people actually want to watch have compared to ch- this podcast. Have or you any changed other. anything production wise though? Have you done anything differently with your thumbnails or with the way you record your podcast? So with that channel, I stopped two years ago to do podcasting. Yeah. And this is the first video that got uploaded minus the coffee advert that I did for college. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be a reason why, because... I left it for so long and suddenly a video appeared and maybe uh, they wanted to advertise it. Yeah. Or it, it could just be anything else. Yeah. I did change my style in uh, thumbnails, but based on a video I did in the past, which was just me playing Half-Life, not an exciting video, mm-hmm. that got 150 views and the thumbnails weren't any different from that. Well, all there is to say is congratulations, my friend, and tell me your secret next. Once I figure it out, I will. <laughs> I also wanted to talk about uh, the new Nothing Phone. I haven't seen this. Um, so, unfortunately for them, they've obviously announced it in a week dominated by another company. It is a leak. No. Not the announcement yet. Okay. And as someone who owns the first Nothing Phone and the earbuds, which I will be doing a review for on my own channel soon, uh, I love the phone, hate the earbuds. Okay. Uh, the earbuds don't keep any of the audio from my surroundings out and allows everyone else to hear what I'm listening to, and I can't hear it. Haven't they got active noise cancelling on them then? No, these are the ear stick. Okay. 
the ear ones are the ones that are more like professional right. grade and they've released the ear stick two since then. But I'm talking about, yeah, that, that got uh, leaked the other day and I don't like it. Oh, well, from a visual standpoint, I well, don't like it. I mean, they've taken that aesthetic and turned it up a notch, haven't they? Don't get me wrong. Exterior. The back looks really nice. Yeah. I don't like curved edges on phones. Yeah. It's, it makes it a bit difficult to put your protective um, cover on as yeah. well, doesn't it? Your, your glass. I have a funny story of um, me playing Just Dance <laughs> with the iPhone 7. Yeah. The iPhone 7 doesn't stay in your hand when you're sweaty and dancing. No. And I smashed the phone. Oh, my <laughs> Threw it across the room. Not my phone. It's funny how we went through that phase, right? I think Samsung, I don't know if you remember this, but Samsung Galaxy 6, I believe. Is this the explosive one? No, it's before that. So they brought out a curve and they were like, it's futuristic design. We can now curve the glass. And one side was curved and the other side wasn't because they didn't quite yet have oh, the yes, facility to I, do the yeah. both. And they made like these features where you can have kind of different shortcuts on the curve. And everyone's like, whoa. And I like the, the idea of that though. Years, we all had curves and now they've gone back to being completely yeah. flat again. I, I like the more iPhone 4, iPhone 5 style mm. that yeah. we've gone back to. Yeah. Because it's easy to hold and it looks nice. Well, they're inspired by the Leica cameras, weren't they? The uh, were they? Yeah. Uh, Johnny Ive yeah, mentioned that when they came out. What does Johnny Ive do now? I think he's got his own company here in the UK. I know that he designed the um, the red noses in the UK. They were terrible. They weren't the best. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I've seen that. There was one week where he did everything and then he just disappeared again. Yeah. yeah. Well, they blamed him for the, um, what was it? The iPhone... <laughs> No, the Macs. So the 2016 MacBooks that came out, they kind of said that was his last thing. And he was trying to get this portless one type device and it didn't work. And obviously since they got rid of him, the refreshed ones have got all the ports back. And he doesn't like that. He likes slickness, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can blame him entirely for that decision. Keyboard? Okay, maybe the keyboard. <laughs> but I mean, the IO, it's obvious that he wanted it to be a, a port, a load of ports that could do anything. Yeah. But we're not at that stage yet we're nowhere near it i'm not ready for that yet no never remove the headphone jack though i think that's kind of, that's there's all the signs of there. headphone jacks going bluetooth getting better everyone's making bluetooth headphones i think the next um, ipad losing the headphone jack is coming to macbook next ipad lost the headphone jack yeah years ago with the pros and then now all of them are just headphone jackless oh no yeah so it's coming to the macbook uh, next next round i imagine oh and have you ever heard of teenage engineering um, maybe they, they make uh, musical like synthesizers right yeah I think I have yeah they made some really cool looking products recently that's incredibly expensive did they make like the black MIDI keyboard thing with the white with the black keys and the white minor keys years ago no they uh, it's hard to explain it's kind of more DIY looking their stuff yes or, I recognise some of these bits yep they announced a motorised tape recorder that looks amazing a mixer and a microphone. The mixer was announced quite a while ago, but I will be honest with you. The tape recorder, me like, me want, if Why it was cheaper. I, is it a, a, a tape recorder or a cassette recorder? I, so what I can't find out, if it's actually tape, if, if the motorized wheel in the middle is just an aesthetic thing like the iPod, mm -hmm. or if it's actually a reel-to-reel -reel tape. Because if it's an aesthetic thing, I would buy it instantly. 
minus the price. Well, I can't see why they would go for this reel to reel unless it's like doing some AD conversion or something in a box. Maybe why would they have reel to reel? I don't know. In 2023. Why a tape it? still? That's it. Yeah. It, it's really nice looking. I cannot uh, give a good reason to buy it though. Because it, it, it allows you to record uh, quite easily with uh, shortcuts on it and stuff. It says the ultimate portable audio recorder. I can't imagine anything with tape in it that is portable. That's good. That makes me want to buy it more. <laughs> but the microphone is my favorite thing. Okay, what's cool about that? It's a, a tiny portable microphone that can record locally USB or micro uh, uh, mini S, um, XLR. Okay. So that to me seems like a really good thing for yeah. a portable podcast. Yeah, super convenient. Like you just plop it down and you're off to recording. That's really cool. Um, tape reel sensation, it says here, the centerpiece of the TP7 is the motorized tape reel. So it's 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 not got a tape reel in it then? Yeah, it's a delicately engineered brushed motor with ball bearings and highly sensitive hall sensor that lets you virtually grab your recording. The reel is also used for scrubbing to pause. So I think it's like you move it. So uh, it moves on its own when you start the recording, but if you want to go back... Like on the iPod, okay. you move it back. So it's like a turntable. It is like a turntable. And okay. to stop the recording, you put your hand on the wheel. Oh, wow. For temporary use. Yeah, that's nice. It looks nice. It looks a bit like a talk boy a from Home Alone. I don't... Oh, no, yes, yes. Yeah. For me, it looks as if you got a, a Walkman and uh, mixed it with Apple's... Uh, the this kind of design, the uh, aluminum, the iMac, yeah. the iMac, yeah, it's nice. It is nice. As we were talking about Apple so much, we may as well do the WWDC talk. Yes, let's do it. Are you enjoying this episode? Maybe try one of our other series. We've got Scream Free, a movie podcast where three people just get together and talk about movies. It's kind of it. We also just have a fun time. The podcast is available on almost every platform, including YouTube. So why not give it a try? That's Screen Free Podcast. Go search that on your podcasting platform. See you there. First of all, I was gutted. WWDC is an event at my house for me, not for the rest of the family. <laughs> I find a room where nobody's going to come in. I warn them all not to disturb me, get home, and I focus for that amount of time with Twitter by my side. This year, I was delivering a workshop in another town. And so I had to turn everything off so I didn't get alerts. And I got home and I was tired and I fell asleep in the first 15 minutes. Oh no. Gutted. And I knew what was coming, but I fell asleep just after they announced all of the map books and whatnot. I, uh, I'm amazed that you didn't cancel any, everything and watch it. I know I how up. much of a dedicated Apple person you are. Early the next morning, I woke up and just sat and watched it on my, on my iPad. But yeah, what did you think? I... Is the from a person who left Apple, this is the first time I've ever been interested to go back to Apple yeah. for many years since the iPhone 6 came out and they did the silly uh, laptops. Mm-hmm. I lost all interest in Apple and didn't yeah. want it. I still watched every single WWDC hoping that it would get better, and it did. Yeah, and I am so excited for the Vision Pro. I don't like the name. Um, I would have preferred one of the leaks or possible names that became the chip instead, the Reality Pro. Yeah. Even though the Microsoft Reality is a thing. Is it? Yeah. I think Apple have, um, following on from what you said, I think they've slowly turned it around, haven't they? The last five years, they've actually, with their new lineup of M1 or M2, 
based things um, the new hardware I think they have turned it around they've listened and that's the first time since I've known Apple as a company like since the early 2000s they've actually listened I don't know if that's a good thing when they start listening and giving you what you expect well what they've done is they've taken away everything you wanted mm. to give it back and make you feel happy that it's back yes. but who can we congratulate for doing that is that a um, how can I forget his name Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Yeah. Is that a Tim Cook thing or is that lower down? Yeah. I don't know. I think we're in this, we're now in this, we're completely in this kind of feedback system where they're constantly getting feedback from users, whether it's directly or indirectly on the internet, Mm -hmm. that they, they can't, they can no longer ignore it. They could ignore it in the 2010s. You know, it wasn't as important Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and whatever. But I think now they kind of have to respond or, or die. Yeah. So maybe it is I can use an example of that, of uh, Valve, right. a games company. They they don't really interact with their community that much. And it's kind of, although Steam is still going, they've kind of lost the interest of most people. What are you going to say? They've lost Steam. I have not lost Steam. If they lost Steam, it would be a bad day and I would mm. be asking for a lot of money back. <laughs> if I lost my entire games library, I would not be happy. What was your, what did you think was going to be announced at the WWDC event? So I watched all of the leaks and me too. You know, like two days before the whole thing came out in terms of the um, Mac Studio is what they call them. Yeah, the, the, the M2 Mac Studio and the reality headset. And the name wasn't out yet, but they pretty much described all of the buttons and a lot of the the, the digital crown was like announced yeah. like three weeks before or something, yeah. and a lot of the functions. So I kind of. Although I was interested in that, I knew it's not a purchase I'm ever going to make. So for me, I really liked the MacBook Air and I looked forward to seeing the MacBook Air. See, the MacBook Air to me was the most boring part of the show. Yeah. Because for me, all I saw was it's got a slightly better battery and its screen's bigger. But that's sometimes it's, it was boring because, you know, it's just an evolution of what's already there, but it was a necessary thing that they required. They needed to fix that lineup. And I think that, um, and the Mac Studio kind of helped to fix that apart from the iMac now is kind of behind, but you'll always have that in cycles. Something's got to be at the back of that cycle. Mm. Um, But no, I, I think... I'm going to buy the Mac, um, MacBook Air 15 inch just for the house. The price is right. I think they've hit the price just right. And they dropped the price of the, the smaller one. Too. Talking of laptops, I'm thinking, so I'm now torn in my mind between going for a computer that can be upgradable and can last me a very long time yeah. or a nice user experience. So I'm thinking of either going for the framework laptop with the AMD or I go for an old Mac. So this is the Intel based Mac, not the current gen because the current gen is, let's say, expensive for me. Are you talking about laptops, right? Yes. Well, I I think I was looking at Intel's this week. I'm looking to buy a MacBook for my son, actually, because this is on the way out. And the budget is like 200 pounds. And there are so many now Intel Macs for around that MacBooks for around that price, 2016, 2017 model. Well, not 2017, but I've been looking at the 2018 pro model. Okay. Because I might be one of the very few people who really liked the bar. I liked the bar when I had it, yeah. Yeah, I, I miss it. I know it replaced the function keys, which they should have never done. They should have probably just made the function keys smaller and yeah. had the bar above it. Yeah. But I do really like the bar. It seems like a really useful tool that never really got to Do you know to what? Live. The most useful thing I found with the bar was not kind of like it would turn into a transport bar in Logic Pro and things like that. I, I never used that. But when you're browsing the web and you need to do autofill and things like that, and it would just come up, you can mm, pick, yeah. or phone numbers, you can pick them and go in. Um, or it would tell you like touch ID and give you a big red arrow. 
that was really useful. I know Touch ID is on the new one, but it was really useful. Again, they listened to the, the, the audience and I don't know if they should have. Yeah, that also does bring us to a new bit of technology, the uh, the algorithm-based like autocorrect, which is for a dyslexic person like me, hopefully going to be amazing. <laughs> I liked the little duck joke. The duck joke was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't quite know what that's going to be like. It's kind of their only AI or sorry, machine, machine learning, learning based thing in there. Yeah. And I'm glad that um, I, I saw many people afterwards getting annoyed at the fact that Apple didn't touch on AI at all. And Tim Cook um, did do a interview yesterday on Good Morning America, a show I never watched, but for that one time I did watch it. And yeah, he's not a fan of AI. <laughs> because of privacy? It's not um, efficient enough. It's, right. It can be wrong. And for Apple's message, they don't really want a company that ha- relies on something that gets it wrong. Yeah. I mean, do you remember when Siri first came out and it couldn't understand very many yeah. people? Yeah. So yeah, I can understand why Apple's hesitant to go straight into this. I believe that Siri does need an update. Siri is far too, uh, it's not slow, but it's not very it's good. Not clever enough. Yeah. But you can, using the shortcuts, you can program Siri to actually be chat. GPT. I have seen that, yes. But you have to pay for ChatGPT. So I tried it, I set it all up and it wouldn't work. Have you got a subscription then for ChatGPT? No, no, it wouldn't no. work because I've got the free one. Oh, okay. But so I've, I worked out you have to pay for it and then it just becomes a voice for ChatGPT. You can say, hey Siri, ask it a question. It will just give you responses from ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and hey, the hay's gone now. I'm I don't sure. like that. No? No. So if there's anything I've learned is one... Be nice to our AI overlords. Mm-hmm. And two, it's nice to have a word before the uh, official wake word. Yeah. Because for, I'm sorry to anyone who's playing this now on their speakers, Alexa, um, Google mm-hmm. and Siri, that is a, a problem, I think, when you're, when you're talking about Google. Google's a company yeah. and we talk about it so much. What's it's their what, keyword then? What's their buzzword? It, it is, hey Google. Okay. Right. But I find it actually hard to say, hey Google. Mm. quite often yeah um but i i think it's a requirement they should have a hey at the beginning or some sort of word before that it was suggest i think they're suggesting that it's an option though the hey siri i think from oh, what okay. they, the way they announced it like because he said you can now just say siri so i'm guessing that means you can uh, keep it on too i've got the home pod in my bedroom underneath my television and i tell you Every week it will go off because someone on the television says something that sounds a bit like, hey, Siri, like, I'm sorry, or something like, hey, I'm sorry, or whatever. And it will go, I didn't quite get that. Or it will start listening to what the television says. Oh, I hadn't thought about that problem. Yeah. But I know that uh, Alexa, they do kind of like an algorithm in the background to tell it when there's an advert playing. Okay. So it, it knows don't activate to that. That's cool. So that was, I think, going back to the event, outside of the VR, keep calling it VR, but outside of the Vision Pro, that was Siri, everybody on my watch. (laughs) (laughs) I I really liked the iOS slash iPadOS 17 widgets announcement. I love that as well. I've been thinking of buying an iPad for a very long time and adding widgets to the home screen is just another reason for me to buy an iPad. Interactive widgets. Interactive. Finally. And on my MacBook as well. Home screen. Yeah, we're finally catching up to you over there on Android. Um, (laughs) But I I think, um, but the widgets look really nice on the Mac as well. So uh, they do. I'm going to fill my whole desktop with widgets. Far better than on Android. I think Android is too much of a mess of multiple different designs because nobody, uh, like Apple, they have WWDC where they talk to people about how they design it in this way so you can design it in this way and they give you Swift code with 
Android, you got JavaScript, you got Python, do whatever you want. Do what you want, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen um, the EU code? I'm not sure if we're included in this, but um, the new EU requirement for Apple to be able to let you sideload onto your phone. So I heard about this a couple of days before the event and uh, Apple wants to keep it hush-hush, it seems. Of course they do. Because... Um, one of the, not the, I, I listen to quite a few of these podcasts from Relay FM and uh, they do a big Apple event thing at the moment. And I believe in one of them, they were talking about, do you think they'll mention the fact you can sideload apps? Uh, no, there's no way they would have mentioned that. They're complying, but they don't, it's like a retraction in a newspaper. They're not going to make it a headline. You know, it will be there as yeah. a requirement buried somewhere. Um, but are, are we included in the UK? I don't know. I, ne- I never looked. Yeah. EU, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I think we still count as a part of the EU. Just as a, based on location-wise, I think right. we're still a part of the EU. Not politically. Yeah. If not, I'll just VPN. I'll be German. <laughs> You'll be <fine>. German. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Imagine, a, a, like, what, especially with the iPad, what people are going to make for the iPad mm. going outside of those restrictions. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to have to buy an iPad at some point. Yeah. They're so good and even better for podcasts, I think. Recently, in fact, I think I brought my iPad with me. I have started writing my scripts and planning on an iPad. It's a fairly old iPad. I think it was the Air 2 is what I've got. Okay. Not the Air. Oh, yeah, Air 2. Yeah. It's slow and it only lets me use a bare Markdown app and Obsidian to do my notes. And that's pretty much the only apps I've got. Okay. So uh, that's why I probably got to update soon. But I think for me, a laptop is of higher priority unless, I mean, I know uh, iPads are very close to becoming like a laptop, especially now with uh, more USB support. They hit that. Yeah. You know that they added webcam USB support during the event. That, that was another hidden thing. That was another hidden thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to watching a few breakdowns this week of mm. people who have got the, the beta versions of it. Initially, I had, I, we had planned to do this podcast a week later, but I realized that's not a good idea for advertising the, the podcast. All of the buzz will be over by next week. It will. Well, yeah, it will. Um, but what I think, because they're rolling out, let's move on to the, the big deal now. Hang on. I want to talk about one more thing before we go on to go the big deal. I am kind of annoyed that there wasn't as much uh, Dynamic Island stuff. A thing they announced in the last thing, in the last WWDC, yeah. I think. Was it the last WWDC or? No, it was the iPhone event. The iPhone event. Yeah. They, yeah, I wanted more from that. Mm. They spent so much time making it and I know people didn't like it that much and just thought it was a fancy new graphic, but I want it in the weirdest place. Popper. No, really? So I saw um, a Twitter post because every so often I go back onto Twitter. Okay. And oh. they had it so uh, you'd hover over an application and um, suggestions would come out the side of what to talk to. Right. Uh, they showed that. that with a message. And I really like the idea of that. I don't think all the dynamic stuff on, uh, dyna- I don't think the dynamic island should technically be down there, but dynamic applications. At the top where the notch is. The notch that you can't see through. Yeah, but you can't see through the dynamic island either. Just, well, no, they, they've just, got a couple dots and the, yeah. uh, that's entirely covered. Yeah, but they could make it kind of the width of the state. I don't know. A dynamic bar. Yeah, I don't know. But however, dynamic island wise, everything, I think everything that they showed, they showed it working with the dynamic island. And so Mm. the features, how the dynamic island would interact with with that feature. Oh, actually, that reminds me of something with the widget talk. Mm. You know, they added widgets to the laptop. Yeah. Didn't they already do that? 
like years ago with Dashboard? Dashboard, but they got rid of Dashboard. Dashboard was its own space, but then you could incorporate it into the main space. They got rid of it, put them into the wherever this bar is, and now they've brought it back to drag across. So yeah, they've gone full circle. However, Dashboard was a lot like the Android experience where you, anyone could make anything for it and any shape and any size. And now they've kind of established this kind of uh, size standard, haven't they? Look, three sizes. Yeah. And it's better. So the last computer I owned from Apple had Dashboard. When did they get rid of it? Uh, Dashboard got, they got rid of it with uh, Big Sur, I believe. Ah. Mac OS 11 or whatever that was called. I remember playing with the um, the leopard pu- puzzle. Yeah, that's great, wasn't it? I spent so much time doing that. I think I used to have the cinema widget and what else did I have? There was I, I also had the cinema widget. Yeah, there's a couple I had, but you could just go anywhere and download like widgets for it. It was great. I don't think I ever downloaded one. You're not. I think I just kept to the basic Apple ones. They already had that. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. $3,500. Nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not targeted towards people is it no. it's targeted towards these companies that want to test it people like marcus brownlee or uh, linus tech tips mm-hmm. either way it's those kind of enthusiasts yeah. with a bit of spare cash and clout but it is really cool this mm-hmm. device and i still believe this shouldn't have been called the pro this should have been called the developer kit yeah but developer kit from a marketing perspective has this kind of it's never going to be for you type thing i remember when i had a developer google glass kit and stuff like that and i thought oh, well that's never going to reach us yeah but this it's also three thousand pounds but this device is this device is exactly who apple are this is what they do it's three uh, yeah, and a half thousand pounds they know we will all aspire to get this but we can't afford it yes and it'll be three and a half grand until it's not and then when it's nearly affordable but just a bit too much we'll all buy it because now it feels cheap but now for me this brings a question of when they do just the vision how much will uh like how many features will be taken away from the basic version well uh, did you watch the mkbhd video yes he kind of established and broke it down into the three C's, right? So it was like, um, what was it? Computing? Uh, the thing he was really proud of. And yeah. now I can't remember it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them was entertainment. One was yeah. computing and one was something else. I think if they're going to break, get rid of the pro, it will just be an entertainment device. Was it production or some, another word for Content production? creation or something or creation? Creation, maybe. Yeah. I think they'll just break it down to, you can watch your Netflix on it. That is what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For someone, like, if I would love to not have a TV, which is a very weird thing to say, I'm more than happy to get rid of a TV to just own one of these. But the only problem is you'd have to replace it every year because it's Apple. Yeah, I don't think that's a weird thing to say. Um, I think televisions in the last 10 years for people that have grown up, you know, from maybe a 10-year-old have become largely irrelevant. Um, yeah. How many teenagers have a TV in their room nowadays? Probably a lot less than teenagers that did 20 years ago because they're irrelevant. You've got a small television with you. So mm. I think you're right. I, 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 so as I said, I think last time I've given VR production like a try. Mm-hmm. Oh, not making anything in VR, but uh, I just used a desktop in VR and it's an entirely different experience and it's amazing. Yeah. But I had controllers. I like controllers. I yeah. do not like the idea of the hand thing. I, I love that idea. I loved it. I, I saw Brian Tong and MKBHD who both tried it. And the fact that that gesture works so well, you know, you can relax yes. your hand and... Too well, as he said, like just itching his face or playing with stuff. It, yeah. His hand is going to need some refinement. But I mean, that really works for me. And being able to look at my MacBook and then have my screen come up. And yeah. I'm guessing I would then be able to extend my display if I wanted to. I hope that's something that, that you can do. That's got to be, surely. Because I'd just go to my MacBook settings and say five screens. That's amazing. And you can use your keyboard. Uh, you do ultra wide. 
Yeah, listen, that is in my little recording studio. That would be where I'd use that headset. I'd sit down, I'd have a wall of screens, a wall of mixers, a wall of kind of plugins. I'd be amazing having, plus the apps they're going to be developing for it. The thing, the app I'm most excited about was the app I wasn't expecting to be announced. That we'd, uh, uh, no. The diary thing. No, the journal, that was interesting, but I don't think that was a, that, not a tool I'm going to use. No. What I'm excited about is the fact that Disney Plus is oh, on right. the headset. Yeah. With so much integration than I expected. Yeah. They showed off like, you can, do you hold the dark saber and sit in the spaceship while watching Mandalorian? That looks cool. That yeah. looks cool. As well as the fact they have IMAX support on Disney Plus. Okay. So you could watch in IMAX. Right. The size of a river. Yeah, yeah real IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. And they even got Papa John Iger out, didn't they? Like they got the big yeah. guy out, big guns out. So Disney and um, obviously Disney and Apple have obviously always had that relationship. They've been very good friends for a very long time. Steve Jobs was on the board, wasn't he? Uh, he gave them Pixar. Yeah. He was on the Apple board. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Ah. So, you know, they've always had that in- entanglement, but I just think they've got Disney on board because they're a powerhouse. Everyone else will fall in place by the time this comes out, quarter one, 2024. I don't think it's going to be long until apps come out on this. The big guns are going to be on there. Netflix are going to be on there. In fact, think about production um, kind of plans and things that are getting greenlit from now on. They'll have a remit. Netflix will say, look, okay, so what are you going to be able to do for things like these platforms now? Okay, cool. We'll green like that because they're going to have to have a segment of their mm. things that are available. And it's not just Apple. Now, Apple is setting the standard. As you know, the trickle down will happen quite quickly yeah. now. And VR, I mean, 3D movies and things like that might have a minor comeback. I hope they do. I So the initial title for that video, um, I named it 3D Movies Are Back. Yeah. Because that was, it was funny to me to name it something that was the least important part of the entire event. <laughs> yeah. But I'm kind of looking forward to watching 3D again. Yeah, Avatar 2. Yeah. Wait, thought, is Avatar 2 3D? Yeah. Have you not seen it? I didn't, No, I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was 3D. I thought they gave up on that technology already. It's the foundation of the Avatar series, isn't it? Because he was so... He, sorry. Um, James Cameron developed, like, with the Sony dub, uh, dual lens system and whatnot. He developed uh, yeah. that technology. I know right? that they had the new d- uh, dual lens system with the detachable sensor. Yeah. I didn't realise that was for VR, VR. Yeah, yeah. He pushed that and he kind of worked in conjunction with them and some other companies. So he's never letting that go. I find that weird. Yeah, I also find it weird that Avatar seems to be his passion project. Mm. Yeah. When I think it's the one with the least amount of story out of the movies he's made. Oh, what's number two? Is it, has it got a better story than the first it's got one? a better story. It's brilliant. Is it? Okay. Because yeah. the first one I found very boring, but looked nice. Yeah, this one looks, the first one looks terrible now. It just, it really looks like watching an old Shrek film or movie, movie <laughs> compared to this. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, um, basically I want to go to an Apple store and wait in the line because there'll be a long line and try on this headset for an hour or two. I don't think the Apple store here will get it. What do you think? No. Well, it's tiny here. No. Oh, oh, that's not, that's not an Apple store. I was into that. You know, if we go to Chapelfields or if we go to Cambridge or whatever, then yeah. I have to travel all the way to somewhere nice to just. I'll travel to Norwich to try that on. That's fine. What would you buy it for entirely? I know you talked about you'd have all the plugins and stuff, but what exactly would you use it for? Because personally for me, actually one of the huge things I don't like about it is there's no keyboard support. There's keyboard support support when you have it on the desktop. You do not have keyboard support directly to the headset. No, they had a 
Mac, they had a um, wireless keyboard in the, in the advert. Yes. So I uh, watched a, a conference afterwards talking about the fact that they do not have support. Oh, well, that was misleading because so yeah. that was obviously connected to a computer somewhere. Because my dad also said the same thing and I was uh, thinking, I don't think that's how that works. So I watched... Uh, listened to two more podcasts where they discussed it and then looked at a conference. Right. Not by Apple, but like a side-off bit from Apple, talking about the fact that that keyboard does not have integration with the headset. I'm not worried about that. That's coming. <laughs> That's probably, coming. Yeah. There's there's no way that doesn't come in, in, in some software update, you know. Um, but what would I use it for? Uh, I guess the answer is Logic Pro. Logic Pro is my my go-to app. I use that 90% of the time. So that, that would be me. Um just being able to surround myself with timelines and apps and that, apps. that, that, that that's in. also my dream yeah. to have so many timelines i so i'd have the editing timelines kind of i guess oh that's interesting i've never had to thought about that before but would you have it as a separate tab that you could move or would it be attached well with logic would it be like Pro, one big take, window like most programs you can se- separate separate all of the segments if you like got a big enough screen so yeah i have my mixer but separate my mixer into main mixer uh bus master all my plugins then my time this would be amazing then my timeline um maybe my my loops menu i would target it around my keyboard i'd have the keyboard uh, a line for shortcuts after a, a tweet i saw that looked really cool where this person had a line of shortcuts and it highlighted certain keys that okay. did so. yeah. and then the timeline above it so i could quickly move my hand to edit those bits yeah. then far off in the distance in the biggest size I could possibly have it is the actual output yeah yeah and then uh audio maybe like down to my side there yeah yeah, yeah as you can see imagine plugins what what a developer is going to do with plugins you can imagine being able to just interact with a plugin rather oh. than use your mouse multi-touch mixes um apple on the ipad version of logic pro which i've been messing with have got um I think it's called Beat Remix or something, the little plug-in, and you can kind of chop up beats in real time. But imagine doing that with your hands. Oh, it's oh, amazing. Uh, here's a weird thought. Beat Breaker, that's what it's called. Um, Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Game, uh, gaming is my least in uh, uh, interest. I do not think that gaming is what this is for. Right. That's why, like, in the script I did, this is the best VR headset for non-gamers because yeah. it's not targeted towards gamers. It may be the best technology you could ever put in, uh, at this current moment of time, put in a VR headset, yeah. but it's not for uh, playing games, is it? No. It's Apple are aiming at the creative market. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, that's why they showed InDesign and things like that. That's why I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to it, the headphones, I don't understand them. Will everybody be able to hear what you can hear? Yes. Well, that's terrible. Yes. <laughs> that is the kind of basic with uh, most headsets. Mm. Like with the Oculus that I've tried, it just plays the audio out and everyone can hear it. I don't like it. I, mm. I specifically remember going over my friend's house and bringing the 990 pros with me which are open back headphones that everyone can hear but the audio is so much nicer yeah um the difference is i mean have you ever uh, looked at the valve index no they have they developed a, a technology for having the best audio quality that you could out of this but they don't touch your ears okay like they hover above them it's kind of going to work like that but instead of hovering above them it's attached to your side and directing towards your ear kind of how like a traditional earbud works yeah well I, I can imagine you will get a better sound from it not being over your ear because that's why open back headphones are great because you get a sense of space but i'm just gonna wear my airpods pro it's fine but that for me 
the biggest problem is not having over ears because you can't wear over ears on those headphones, I don't think, because they would one cover over those speakers that are acting as a sub as well. And two, it's not going to be very comfortable. No, no. AirPods are the way forward. And I'm guessing if you connect your AirPods via Bluetooth, it dis- disconnects those speakers and mm. Bob's your uncle. What is the weirdest situation you can imagine using it in? Because <laughs> they showed a uh, a clip of someone using it on the airplane. And my first thought was, that's silly. I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's plenty of weird situations. Driving a car, oh. it's got pass-through. So you could technically see what's going on and have overlays. That could be quite weird oh, slash that, interesting. I'm wondering, so that's going to be a... a a problem, isn't it? It's definitely going to be illegal. Yeah. Someone's definitely going to try it. Yeah. That, that, so what's Apple going to do to stop that? Well, they, they know when you're driving your car, your iPhone comes up and says you're driving. So yeah. perhaps they have a warning and a disclaimer or something like that. They can't just shut off the screen though, can they? No, because they have to shut, have to see. <laughs> I guess they'd have to shut down all of the features. Yeah, so you just see through. Yeah. Um, but imagine that, like yours, your, it, it will be the ultimate heads up display. Literally a heads up yeah. display. Well, that, that could would, be cool. It's a really cool idea, but definitely dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Like the battery dies mid drive. <laughs> That's CarPlay. Yeah. Is it? Like that. I've never used CarPlay. <laughs> I've um, used Android Auto, mm-hmm. which I liked. Yeah. CarPlay's cool, um, but they we're wondering where CarPlay's going to go. And actually, they showed last year at WWDC they did, yes. the future of CarPlay. Now, that layout they had on the screens could easily be applied to the VR. I believe the first uh, BMW that was supposed to launch was supposed to launch this year with that feature, but it got put back. Okay. And we don't know if that's because of Apple or because of BMW. Okay. Well, you know BMW do the pay-as-you-go features. So oh, no. this year they've released a model of their new electric car that that's got rid of that. But in the past five or six years, if you every car's got every feature, but if you want electric heated seats, you've got to pay monthly for them. And then mm. it gets activated. If you want CarPlay, you have to pay monthly for it, it gets activated. And people obviously didn't like that and they've started to take that away. So maybe it's something to do with them and not. Yeah. Them. I, I I have I don't do a lot of driving. I'm still doing my driving lessons, so I could, can't really share my opinion that much on this. Yeah, and I don't have CarPlay. I have a very old car, but I've used CarPlay a lot. I um, want to talk about a, an idea that I had for it. Okay. In, uh, so I believe it won't be long until developers do this, but what about the Apple Watch? How can the Apple Watch integrate with the headset? Because oh, the wow. Apple Watch tracks your hand. Yeah. And gives a load of data to it. Mm. So I'm wondering what developers will do by connecting this to the um, mm. the goggles. Health, I imagine, is going to be a yeah. forward kind of at the head of the pack for that. I was thinking of a, uh, instead of having to click if people don't like that, you can use it to select things. Yeah. Like you pointed it and click, yeah, like the Wii. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that could be cool. Games and things like that. Yeah. Uh, also, I think it's, if you imagine you've got an Apple Watch, you've got a headset, you've got a phone somewhere in the room, people with disabilities are going to have so many more options if the right developers make things because you've got all of these sensors around and you can use your natural movement and your natural ability that some people that might not be their hands and fingers it might be yeah I hadn't thought about that so this just allows another way because for a while now uh, disabled people with I think cerebral palsy I think it is where they can't move but they can move their eyes yeah they've been typing with their eyes uh, to talk so that eye tracking could be really useful. That could be really useful. Someone's going to develop that, you know, some mm. organisation or even some somebody are going to make something for that. That does also bring up the really awkwardness of not having a keyboard yet again, 
you have to talk to it. Well, no, there's a virtual keyboard. Did you see that? I did not see the virtual yeah, keyboard. Yeah, so you can request a virtual keyboard come up and you can air type. So now you can hit people in the face. <laughs> yeah. well. It's very much uh, that Tom Cruise movie now, Minority Report. Oh, you haven't seen Minority Report? 2001, go back and watch it. It's a great movie. Right, fine. Yeah, so Minority Report, he's a, he's a crime, a future crime cop. So pre-crime. So I know you're about to murder someone because technology's told me. But the way he he finds out is he's got this kind of this AR is, computer. This is going to be a very bad um, like comparison. Like <laughs> Captain America. In one of the movies, they have the um, the quadcopter things go up in the sky and they have a, an algorithm in it that can detect who's going to commit a crime before it does. Sounds like the same thing. Captain America. It was the Captain America movie, yeah. Oh. It was the second one. They did oh, right. the first one. I think, it, I think it was Winter Soldier, actually, the mm-hmm. one that they did it in. I haven't seen that one for a long time. But yeah, um, the computer in there is exactly, I think Apple, Apple's team had that film on, re, on every screen while they were developing because they kind it, of just took the whole thing. It is an incredibly sci-fi thing. Yeah. My, me and my dad were spending the entire time going, wow, it's a sci-fi future. Yeah. Oh no, is it a dystopian sci-fi future? Because it's Apple, maybe not. Yeah because of their hyper-focus on privacy. But however, the trickle-down is going to be huge. Yeah. Google, um, you know, you name it. I find it weird recently. So I didn't trust Apple, but then recently I think it's through their designs. I trust Apple again. I don't trust Oculus because nobody trusts Oculus. That's Facebook, right? Yeah. Or Meta. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really like Microsoft that much. And somehow Apple has managed to get me back to trusting them. I think whether you like Apple or not, the consistency is there. And we like consistency. Google and have never been consistent. They'll introduce something, they'll remove it. They'll go in one direction, but then ChatGPT will be huge and they'll go, oh, we're going to just, we were always going in this direction anyway. Mm. You know, they flip-flop. And Apple are consistent. So if you if you don't like them, you know not to go with them. If you do like them, they're not going to change. I want to, well, finally, I, I, I kind of want to talk more about that aeroplane mm-hmm. thing. Would you sit on an aeroplane? Because uh, ironically, out of all of the things we uh, I've talked about with my friends who aren't Apple people, they yeah. don't like the headset because they're not Apple people. Yeah. Um, ironically, we talk the most about it in an aeroplane or in public situations where you've got it on your face. Yeah. Would you do that? Because as I said, I would uh, I would give up <laughs> looking embarrassing just to be able to watch Star Wars <laughs> on a river. I think a core thing, especially watching the event that struck me was, wow, first of all, you've got to have a lot of money. But secondly, you've got to have a lot of trust in your environment. Yes. Even if you're at home, you've got to be around people you trust. Now on an airplane, I wouldn't have that trust. I So with what I've used so far, I found that the hand tracking... Uh, isn't the best. Okay. And uh, this isn't the Apple. This is other ones, Mm -hmm. especially with the Oculus where they had the, uh, I think I tried this in a shop or something. They had the um, hand tracking so it would cut out around your hand. Okay. And it was very sharp and didn't look nice. It it didn't look very nice. Right. And yeah, when they showed uh, that it will show people through this world or stuff around it, I'm skeptical of how good that looks because that looks really, really good. Yeah. And like it can cut out people quite well. I know it has a kind of faded edge so it can make less mistakes yeah. but i i'm skeptical of that bit the most especially can it tell the difference between a person and 
an object in your surrounding. If a dog walks up to you and you're wearing the VR headset, will it detect the dog or will you just kick the dog against the wall? That's true. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what the R1 chip is responsible for? Yes. Like the responsiveness and kind of making it seamless and yeah. we'll just have to see. You know, I know I'm going to get this VR when we're up to M5 R4, whoever it is. Yeah. And I think it's quite funny that it's coming out quarter one of 2024. Mm. Won't we be M4 by then? Because we're going to be M3 the end of the year. So it's not going to come out of an M2 chip. I don't. M2s came out last year. Yeah. Can you imagine a flagship device coming out of 2024 still, with an M2? I still feel like the M series is going too fast. It's been three years now. We're on M3. Well, we're not even on M3. We will be on M3. That's yeah. Fine. But it does also bring up the question of, we didn't have an event early on this year. This is our first event of the year. Will there be a, an iPhone event? Because it didn't talk much about the iPhone, minus the feature I really like, which we'll get around to. So yeah, is will they announce They used M3? to have a December event. Yeah. Maybe we get an M3 in December. December seems a bit late for me because that's the seri- that's kind of the time of year that people are buying gifts for people mm-hmm. and it's always been the the, the market for these companies yeah. is December quickly release your product before then so people can buy it for people in December so I don't think we'll get a December one okay M3 is coming this year whether it's a big drop or if it's you know they've been doing these online drops as well so maybe it comes out then yeah like the yellow phone that was really yeah exciting yeah they, they've been doing that so maybe who knows I think it's going to be a kind of 15 to 20 percent increase it's not going to be Although that's amazing coming from Intel or M1. I don't think the general public care that much. So maybe they don't make a big M3 announcement unless it comes with hardware like a new iMac. Um, ah, that, that reminds me of another thing, but we're going to stay on the VR topic. What do you think of the eyes? <laughs> I, mean, I thought that was hilarious. It's so goofy looking. Well, it's a clever idea. It's a clever idea. It keeps your line of sight to people, as yeah. well as the fact that it can tell where people are looking from. So you, you still get that 3D perspective on the eyes, but it is weird yeah, yeah. to look at. Yeah. But you can tell they've had this kind of think tank where they said, well, what are the problems with VR today? What are the barriers to getting into VR? And the first thing was price. And they said, no, nah, don't worry about that. But everything else, like I can't see my environment. People can't see, people don't know when I'm engaged with a bit of a product or not. And they solved it. There's no other way to really solve that. No, I, my biggest question for it actually is it only has, based on how it mounts to your face, the sensors for the eyes mm-hmm. only just cover the eyes. Yeah. It shows the nose, the skin around it. Yeah. How does it know what that looks like? Did you do that face scan when you set it up, right? So it must yeah. be combining these things together. That's what uh, I'm worried about. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to miss details on the face that might have changed between yeah. that time yeah that's true. I, like i could scan my face at this age and yeah. keep that until i'm 40 yeah and they'll be very confusing to everyone especially when they look at my eyes yeah. and, and they're older and the face <laughs> yeah i guess so maybe they build in a prompt and every two years i'm not sure maybe they make it like your driver's license when you get over a certain age and you have to keep refreshing it to prove mm. that you're alive capable i think we've actually talked about everything we've noticed one more thing Mac Pro. That's what I was going to get to. I was okay. saying like everything done with that section. Yeah. What is your opinion on the Mac Pro losing GPU? Well, I guess, first of all, I don't like it. But I guess the design of the M chips don't allow for That's it. my kind of allowance of it as well. Apple has been targeting more silicon-based CPUs and GPUs yeah. than these detached ones. And the power is obviously much better. 
Yeah. We are seeing that it's more efficient and producing far more graphical power than if it was detached. How many afterburners did they say it was? Eight. Eight afterburners. That is the value for was money. Was it seven? I can't remember now. Value for money. Yeah. Is compared to the old one is amazing. They were saying like the max price you can, when you max this one out, it's 11K. Yeah. When you max the old one out, it was like 50K or something stupid like that. And yeah. It's super, a lot more powerful. For me, I, I'm confused at why it's still got so many slots though. Six, isn't it? Yeah. That's still a lot of slots. Most of those cards are quite tiny and yeah. I can't see anyone using more than three or four. I think they had to give you... They had to overcompensate because there's so little that you can do with it. I think it's different. I think it's, they're still using the same CAD design as last time and they couldn't be bothered Cheap. to. Yeah. I, they, why replace a design if you're only getting rid of one component and changing it to over here? Of which when I looked at, uh, when I was editing back the footage of it, it's a huge CPU. Yeah. Because it's got uh, the RAM also built onto it. It's in the top corner. Yeah. yeah. 128 gigs, I think, of RAM. Which is... Uh, unified memory. Yeah. That's 196, I believe. 96. Yeah. That is so much RAM. Yeah. I've never seen so much. Yeah. And it kind of makes me really want to get 22 streams of 8K. Of 8K. <laughs> Who's doing that? I don't know, Who's, but I want to do it. Who is doing 22? It's ProRes, though. So it's obviously... Um, if it's ProRes, it's obviously going to be... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? More efficient? No, not more efficient, but uh, in editing, when you make your software, when you make your videos smaller or you make it into compressed, progress, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So it's not going to be your output format, essentially. No, but they said it does the um, the, the figuring it proxy out. Proxy is what I was going to say. Oh. When they say ProRes, they mean like it's proxy video. Yeah. They, they said it does the rendering though of 8K from, because a ProRes is quite a good format that many people have started using out of Apple. Yeah. Well, you mainly would use ProRes if you're passing it on to someone, right? So not yeah. as your output format, but if you're working in a chain, you can put your video out in ProRes, someone could do the graphics and, you know, you're not going to see much difference. So would you give up G uh, Apple no longer allowing GPUs for the M series? I think so, because you've got other options, right? You've got, everything is now... Thunderbolt, whatever, anyway, not Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt 4? Is it it is Thunderbolt yeah. 4. So that... Because they have six of those ports on the back of that computer as well. Exactly. So there are other options. And I know people say long term, but how many people are still using that old Mac Pro now? I mean, that's been out. That became a paperweight within a year. Okay. So it didn't matter then, did it? No. So, and this one's half the price, so... People were annoyed at it from the get-go. Yeah. It... Uh, Yes, it allowed you to add a GPU when you wanted to. Only certain GPUs and Apple stopped supporting it because I think... It, what, did it release in 2018 or something? Or 2019? 2013. Was it? Yeah. Look it up. I swear 2019 might be the last refresh of it. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. It was 2013 a trash can. I think... Yes, 2013 yeah. was a trash can. Excuse me. Yeah. Which apparently, I haven't checked this, but I saw it. Uh, I heard about it later. They still sell it on their market. <laughs> I'd like to have one. I just like the look of it. I thought it was cool. I, uh, I remember us joking about it at the time. Yeah, I loved it. Um, what was I saying there? Talk about GPU and uh, kind of would I accept that? Yeah. Would you? No. no that's so, too important to you. No, I think, okay, with the new uh, CPUs and GPU combination, they're fascinating and I think that's kind of the future we're heading towards yeah. with CPUs. Mm -hmm. But it worries me for the longevity of the products. If Because I've already seen other companies go looking at Apple going, oh, we should do silicon-based and just make it so everything's combined in one. Yeah. And that worries me because you can't, you can sort of update them, but not very much. Yeah. Most of them are embedded into the, the motherboard. 
Yeah. They're not detachable because no. that slows down the speed. So yeah. it is a worrying future that we have. It is. Um, but it's the future nonetheless. Everything is becoming non-user repairable or user upgradable. Um, and I think that's why they're overkill with, this, with the, the speed of the thing. So that it is kind of future-proof. Um, these things are overcapable for any task that you're ever going to do apart from gaming. And I think they're targeting creatives and they're looking at the market. They're thinking, how far can Photoshop go in 10 years? They won't be able to be handled by this or audio work or video work. And that's why they're saying 22 streams because nobody's doing that this year. As well as AI. Yeah. Because um, if uh, did you get the beta the um, the Photoshop AI beta that oh, everyone got, was I've talking got every revision of that okay. beta so far yeah I haven't because I'm on Windows 10 and okay. Windows 11 is required right for some unknown reason and you've got the little context bar the menu at the bottom I, I, it's, it, it's very interesting mm. I'm terrified of it personally really? I see it as a really useful tool that means that I'm out of a job before I even got a job yeah no I don't see it that way I mean I've got it on here you can have a look if you like but. I don't see it that way. I just see it as it gives you more possibilities to be creative. It doesn't do anything for you. An idiot couldn't pick it up and do something that you could do. It's it's just another. That's great what worries tool. me though. Like there, there's that one we use in lesson uh, every so often. I I can't remember the name of. It's the web one that people can easily create stuff in. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't like that. No, I don't like it because I think it makes it too easy, mm-hmm. and it makes the hard work that I put into uh, Photoshop seem useless and too easy that's what worries me about this ai thing will it make my i i I see it as an incredibly useful thing for adding stuff to people's faces or uh, taking stuff away from the background if i don't have to 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 try and cut out or green screen anything ever again i'll gladly swap over yeah it's great it's great i mean it's not just that right you can expand backgrounds you can copy scenes develop scenes you can remove shines from people's heads i mean there's so many tools that you have to have the creative thought to use and that's the key thing you will not use this tool effectively if you're not creative enough to think Mm. of a problem to resolve or to notice a problem and it will be used in that way and when you turn it on that context bar is hidden so most people won't use it oh okay have you seen paul hibbert he's a guy that usually reviews um home assistant stuff okay and like pretty much technology like the the home pod and stuff yeah but this time he decided to talk about ai uh photoshop and he showed it doing exactly what you said of extending a background he got the um my dad's gonna hate me for this mm. a scene from star trek okay a, a very popular scene that I don't remember the name of. Yeah, okay. And expanded it and it it looked really good yeah. and redid the resolution of it because it was like 720p and it was ended up being like 4K footage. Yeah, uh, they do image. get huge quite quickly. I've done it on a photograph of my wife sitting outside at a cafe in London um, and it's an iPhone portrait picture and I expanded it and it kind of, it's clever how it recognised the type of street I was on and just started to make more shops and the road markings and everything just expanded beyond what was That there. reminds me, did you see the weirdest camera right. there's this camera that's uh, been going around social media the uh, last couple of weeks that uh, maybe just this week and last week okay it is it looks like a mole okay so uh, but instead of having a sensor on it it uses AI to make an image so you tell it the location the setting the time and it generates an image based on its current knowledge of that location yes and your direction 
Wow. It is a very weird camera that I would like to see how it, it fully works. Yeah. But it obviously can't take, doesn't have like people in the image. It wouldn't have people. It's like, just, just a location. You would have to have already taught the algorithm about this person. Mm -hmm. But it's an interesting, if you want to take nice landscape photos, but a bloody van is parked in front of, yeah, this is perfect. It's like Google map mixed with oh, okay. your camera. Brilliant. That sounds cool. What's it called? The mole camera. I don't know. I will I'll send. Find it. I will send you it yeah, later. For sure. I think I uh, saved it because it was interesting. That sounds cool. Um, on because what's going to happen ultimately is they'll combine it with a low res sensor eventually, or black and white sensor, or some sort of lidar yeah. sensor, and then they'll develop. They'll kind of combine these two technologies. I, I imagine. And then it doesn't matter what resolution sensor no, you got. It will recognize humans and vehicles and animals, but it won't do the background. It will combine them both, and then you'll have these kind of layers. You, it can go really. I I, I didn't research about it until like two days later I was very confused at what this camera did because it looked like it was just like a satellite <laughs> and I was very confused at how it got the image and then I uh, my dad told me like a day later it's AI based I want to talk about one more Apple thing mm -hmm. and for everyone else it probably doesn't mean much but for me it's the thing that kind of sold me on coming back to iOS can you predict can what I it is can I guess yeah yeah it was it something at the event yes okay I think the thing that really got you no it wouldn't have been FaceTime would it the FaceTime no I, I wouldn't care okay I, when they and when they said gestures for that, I was like, oh, great. So yeah. now when I'm happy about something, something else will happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've got me. <clears throat> Standby mode. Oh, really? The clock kind of... I really like that. Yeah, it looks cool. It does look cool. Especially, so this wasn't, uh, it was hinted towards in the event and researched later on. You can, uh, because uh, each MagSafe has an identifier code, yeah. you can set them to that different location. So if oh, you're sat at your right. office, you have the dashboard of your meeting of what's coming up next, and then you go to bed and you've got a different clock. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I love this idea. Yeah. It's the one thing that now makes me jealous of not having, I, I love iOS. Is that on the iPad as well? Because iPad I don't doesn't know. have MagSafe. Uh, iPad does not have MagSafe. So no, no, then. That'd be more useful on iPad for me because yes. I have my iPad sitting in that uh, orientation and charging at night. Uh, they, my dad went to go and buy the dock as soon as he saw it. Uh, they don't have it on the store yet. Yeah. So they're what, gonna sell. They're clever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with that idea, and I yeah. would gladly go back for that. I still think the iPhone looks ugly though. Yeah. Apart from the small phones, I'm starting to get used to the two eye, googly eye thing. Mm -hmm. I, I do like that dock mode as well. I mean, that clock, but I just can't have any light in my room. And I know they said it will dim and go red, but at nighttime, I unplug plugs that have like LEDs on them. Yes, like that. so I, can't take I do the exact same thing. That's why I'm suspecting that when they do release it, they'll have it so it turns off when you put it on this specific MagSafe because yeah. I wouldn't want the red feature that they're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah. No matter, any light can keep you awake. Yeah. Red light, yeah, it's less, but I still don't want any light. No. Oh, can we go back? I'm really sorry. Go oh, back okay. to the VR. Okay. All right. In the Disney, Bob Iger announced a show, because Disney are ESPN, and they showed basketball. And did you see any of the sports stuff they showed? So I saw it afterwards on Twitter. Yes. Okay. So they kind of showed what is possible, I guess, or what they've been uh, making up so far. But you can go to the, they showed an angle that kind of goes over court and you can change how you watch the game with your VR and courtside watching an NBA game. Now, if this, if this VR experience is that realistic and that accurate and I can sit courtside at a basketball game I would gladly pay £100 to sit courtside at a basketball game I wonder where you got that idea from it's almost like Marcus Bradley said the he exact said too, same but thing when I watched it I was like oh my god I can sit they showed it and I was like I can sit courtside at an NBA game 
I pay hundred pound for that. I know that. I when I saw that, I thought that's exactly what you'd be excited about. Yeah, that, that would probably make me buy the system. Where's my Klarna card, please? I'm buying it. I I would be happy with that because it means I don't have to go to a single sporting event ever again. With Just the sound, and, I can imagine the NBA incorporating or requiring players to interact with the camera and things like maybe every so often at halftime, one thumbs of the players up. have to go and kind of like thumbs up the camera. I can imagine that kind of thing, <laughs> you know. That'd be amazing. But then we might, because then Apple would obviously have to buy a couple of seats at every game. We might end up in a situation where you've got every tech company has the first row of seats, you know, so there's just these weird cameras seeing that. Um, when a ball hits it, then it's game over. What? Yeah, that, that brings up the idea of like, what shows can be used with this? Because I know that they're, they're integrating Ted Lasso, the show that I've never watched into it in a way. But I don't know what else they're going to do. Theatre, live performances. Yeah, that's true. News. Imagine the news with like VR. Like we're going to the this turkey they're in turkey today oh can, no you know you could actually be in these zones oh god virtual holidays that, um that will make the news hit hard it will. Like, if you get teleported to the ukrainian war that's currently happening that will hit very hard if you can think of it this is gonna happen mm. on a happier note ah, slightly this is uh, i'm gonna try and i haven't got any apps for max app corn but i want to go back on like how is your experiences from some of the apps i've suggested to you have you <laughs> tried obsidian yet i tried obsidian and i just recently deleted obsidian <laughs> um i thought i need to clean up my <laughs> mac and i went to the cleanup mode and it said obsidian used once or something like so that went well then yeah i tried it but again I, I think i'd make do with notes and stickies that's how i organize my life okay so that's one suggestion down yeah the second one was um the app that i use artifact have you given artifact a go since then no okay well then i wanted to complain about okay. it i loved the app when it first came out and with each update they've give, uh, given it it's got worse in my opinion. Oh, really? So I would like there to be an option. So when I click on an article, it automatically puts me into just reading mode instead of loading the entire HTML page up. But what annoys me the most, they added emojis. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that? No. I do use Artifact. Sorry, I do. That's one I look at my tech news on. Yeah. Yeah. I It's great. I, don't, oh, I also don't like that they've added um, news headlines to it. I think it's a great app. Um, I would like, I, I, I agree. I think that's a great feature. Please let me turn it off because I only want to use that news for tech news. I do not want to use it for any other news. Yeah. I, I want it to be one location for all my tech news and then I can back out. Yeah. And Maybe now it's a future update. And now I'm getting news from other uh, news feeds that I don't want to know about. And the, the, the emoji system. Why? What's emo what do emojis do? So you can give a, a, a selection of a few emojis. Can you respond to articles of emojis? Yes. Or so they added in uh, the fact that you can uh, talk to and things like talk that. to creators and everything. But I like just having likes, of which I can only see at the moment. But if you click on it, you oh, yeah, where's it gone? Oh, no, it's gone. Where's I had emojis? They're gone. Did they get rid of them? Did everyone complain of them? They had emojis like a couple. Weeks ago. Oh, maybe they got rid of them. Good job. <laughs> I'm kind of happy about that now. Yeah. Because it's it's such a huge takeout of the, the app. Mm. The app's all sleek and black and white. And then you've got these bright and colourful emojis just right. covering everything you were looking at. And were they on the bottom bar? Yeah. Right. So where the like button was, yeah. that they had the emojis there. Uh, obviously that didn't work. I wonder if it's actually 
for uh, the discuss one, maybe instead. No, it just seems to all be gone. Good. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Cool. Now. But there is a successful app that you recommended to me that I actually use regularly. So one day you. I'll convince you to go to Obsidian. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> they got uh, the um, draw feature now, so you can make your own sticky notes from inside of it. <sighs> Listen, stickies are fine for me. The only thing Apple should do is sync stickies across all of your devices. Stickies is obviously a legacy app, really, for Apple. And I'm surprised it's still there. You mean Notepad? No, stickies. See, Notepad is fine. I use Notepad, but why can't I have stickies on my iPhone? Now we've got, um, what are they called? Widgets. Can't they have stickies widgets on my, my, my wallpaper? That'd be amazing. All my stickies across both. Apple, if you're listening, <clears throat> please. I think you're the only person who would want that. Please. I can't. Apple. Okay, I guess I can see that as like a quick note-taking thing. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. I can see that. That'd be cool. But I fear that stickies are going to disappear in iOS or macOS 2015 or whatever. 2025, sorry. We can go into my final app suggestion. Okay. Have you ever even looked, apart from when I sent you the invite, at Cron Calendar? No. You know me and calendars. I've got Outlook. I've got iCal, or sorry, calendars in Apple. And that's it. Sorry. <laughs> I live by Cron Calendar now. And it's not even available on my phone. Oh dear. I have to take weird ways round to it. What do you think of the new Air? Um, is, what's it called? Air Tag Air? No, what's it? Airdrop. Oh, Airdrop's an amazing feature now because, yeah, okay, the gimmick of you can touch your phones, but the fact the, that you the, can leave the after gimmick, you started a transfer. The gimmick that they initially advertised Airdrop against. Yes. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Because that's NFC touching. Yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. And now it's it's the opposite way around. But just look at that. NFC was like all the Android people like, you haven't got NFC. None of them used it, right? It wasn't yeah. implemented. Apple came up with Airdrop. Everyone wants it. Yes, agreed. Not, not Apple people will tell you they like AirDrop, right? Because it's it's a modern way to Bluetooth things to people. Obviously, it's not just yeah. Bluetooth. But Bluetooth thing, I never thought about this. But Bluetooth Why is AirDrop was, made out of? Is it? It's a combination of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and GSM. So it's, it's just all of them together. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of works out what's the most efficient way. Uh, but, you know, back in the day when I had my Nokia, uh, my Nokia 6110 with Bluetooth and I could send ringtones to my mates, it was actually quite an involved process that I knew and I didn't think about it. Not most people wouldn't use that because it wasn't obvious. Apple always find a way to make something a bit more obvious. People then use it. And sometimes I think the trade-off is they're not as advanced, but you have to weigh out, do you want users or do you want usability or do you want functions? Mm. And what do you think of the profile thing? Profiles in Safari? No, uh, that, that I, I find it funny they introduce that. We invented profiles. Mm. Google, Firefox. So what, what profiles are you talking about? I'm talking about the ones with the airdrop where you put your phone against someone, it swaps profiles. Oh, like your contacts. Yeah. I want to see it in action because I'd be concerned that if I shared my con- my contact of myself with you, do I want you to have my work email? Or That's, my, so that, that was the first thing that came across my mind. I would say they need a mode that you can click business, personal, yeah. and other. Yeah. Because you don't want to have a silly photo of you on my phone because yeah. uh, we work together on stuff. Yeah. that That's silly. Yeah. You want a more serious photo for those situations. Yeah. You wouldn't hire someone if they were pulling a funny face on the front of their... It's a great idea. However, people are not going to use that until it's been out for about a year because you've got to wait yeah. until everyone's on that same OS. Yeah. So something we'll be using by iOS 18, I guess. Um, well, uh, you won't because you'll be on Android. I, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go back to Apple. What, what iPhone would you like to come in on? 
Would you go for like the latest? What was the last? What was the last small one? Uh, twelve. Mini. I got. I got on twelve. Then the one that isn't getting support of any of these features. Oh no! It's iPhone. iPhone ten and lost support. I didn't realize the iPhone twelve uh, mini didn't have AR. It made me sad. Is it not? No, because I was testing out the weird graphic they had to announce the event yeah. on their website. Was, oh, because this is the LiDAR camera, yeah. right? Yeah. But no, yeah. So I, iPhone 10, I found that a bit, I was a bit upset when I looked on the website and saw that iPhone 10 is no longer supported because to me, iPhone 10 is the first modern, well, the, the first of the modern iPhones, right? With touch ID, face ID. And now it's not supported. And then I looked and it was 2017 released. So it lost its support it, after six years. That's the shortest time I think Apple have done that. If you want my honest opinion of which phone I would go for. iPhone 4 iPhone 5S. Okay, well, I've got one at home if you want it. I also have one. You can have it for free. <laughs> I loved that phone. It was the best phone. Yeah. And it had the touch. It was great. Touch ID. And I miss the physical button. I understand that it makes it last longer, the less buttons it has on it. Yeah. But buttons are nice. Buttons are overrated on a phone, I think. Buttons are nice in a car. Buttons are nice on your oven. But on your phone? I disagree. <laughs> you wouldn't have... Oh, I was about to say the iPod, but I mean, they kind of got rid of all of that, didn't they? Yeah. I guess we call it a day here then. This might be our longest recording yet. Yeah, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. Mm. I'm going to have fun sitting back, listening to us and editing it out. You can check out Eli's work on his YouTube channel, WTKA, or follow me at MacBlatt at mastodonapp.co.uk. You can send your questions to us on Twitter at PressRedPod. And thank you for listening to this episode of Functions. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>